0: and you youth who are listening you know that in the spirit god is touching you and 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 you sometimes depending on the we talked about hope but there are youth that really feel deeply and have created walls and god was present you know and the enemy the enemy doesn't want that the enemy just wants that youth to come in like that and leave like that Because that's
1: his intent. His intent is for us to lose connection with God. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. One, welcome back all. Um, It's a pleasure to have you guys again. Thank you for rocking out with us. Um, This is the Unseen Collective podcast. As you know, we are the Unseen Collective that we just major in talking about um, dense conversation um, through the lens of the Bible um, that isn't always talked about at church that isn't always the most comfortable to get into um and um, my name is juanza Um i'm one of the unseen collective leaders and i'm here with another one of our leaders this is a home team podcast again um i'm here with Iralma. i'm gonna allow her to introduce herself to y'all hey hey hey
0: unseen <laughs> unseen collective <Stop> <laughs> my name is Iralma gonzalez and unlike my husband i do not have um a special nickname. I tried to have one before and it did not work out for me too well. I do not have a middle name. For some reason, my mom did, does not believe believe in middle names. So my name is Iralma. <laughs> uh, so, sometimes I tell people to call me Alma. If it's difficult to rule the R, I I understand. I have grace and compassion. You could say Alma. Not Elmo, Alma. Yes. <laughs> uh, I am from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I was born in Puerto Rico. I'm a Latina. Um, little me what do i say about little me um <laughs> i was a worship pastor for 20 plus years mm-hmm. That uh was a youth pastor with my husband for a long time there as well um uh, along with my husband we have five children and i've been doing the family life for a long time so and here i am on the unseen collective god chose to open up this door and um, i'm humbled yes. to be here today with you thank you so much for the invitation
1: Yes, yes. Put the, put, the, put the respect on the Alma. Don't be, don't be Americanizing her name. I love that.
0: Alma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this yeah. is um, another installment in our one day. Uh, we've been having this podcast series that's been really blessing me. I was blessing you guys as well, based off of the awesome opportunity we got to serve um, in York, Pennsylvania, um, in a youth one day. Bunch of leaders came through, super diverse kids came through. A bunch mm-hmm. of churches. It was just a really cool time to serve. So uh, we're going to get into uh, your sermon eventually because Idalma was one of the we heard. We heard Eric's take and sermon a couple weeks back, but I also want to get into Idalma because we had an opener and a closer. And from what I'm hearing, because okay. I did miss it, but I'm hearing that this was quite a closer. So um, before we get into your closing sermon, your closer sermon, <laughs> uh, Idaama, I want to. Um, Get your take on the one day. What was it like for you, and what are some things you took away from it? Um, how did you see it? What was your perspective in it?
0: Oh my goodness! What was my perspective? So we get there, and first of all, we're leading worship with my son. My son's uh, leading worship, and he's doing an amazing job. We usually stick to um, our local church. We don't, we don't really venture out. There's some doors that have opened up. Uh, by God's grace, uh, where we've been able to minister. But just to see my son, my eldest son, he's 22 now, uh, mm-hmm. flow in worship and just see that dynamic happen, it's amazing in itself. Um, the congregation is amazing. The pastors there were amazing, the way that they uh, welcomed us and, and made us feel at home. And then you started seeing the kids come in and just the dynamic of the different languages and the different ethnics and and ethnic groups and cultures that were coming in. It was like this whole kingdom experience here on earth. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it because as you stand up there facing the group, because you're leading worship, you see the dynamic of everybody coming together as one body, as the body of Christ to worship the one and only true God. And it's just a dynamic of awesomeness where you don't want it to stop. So it uh, wasn't it was, a, it, was a, it was an amazing event. They started off I, I I kinda laughed because in the beginning of it uh my husband on the in the other podcast was talking about the whole um U-turn and club dynamic. So the the event <laughs> were you in charge of the music Johanza back there? I, because
1: not actually
0: <laughs> Really not. They put on the, the hip hop, they put on the just to liven up the kids and get it all flowing. They threw out some they threw to the to the what I call a sanctuary altar kind of thing. Uh, some beach balls where the kids were just throwing them around. Yeah. And my daughter, my daughter ran up to me, which is which is what I find that's awesome. Because she runs up to me and she's like, Mom, is this okay? Is it okay to hit the, hit the beach ball? And, and, and the music is so loud. It was weird, right? Because our congregation does it completely different. Mm-hmm. But that was the beautiful aspect of it. That's why I needed my children to be able to see that, Yes, it's different, but it's still Christ-like. Mm-hmm. God is still here, and these are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And even though our church would have done it different, it does not mean that different is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, like experience this and know that God can move in different ways. And so it, it's just the whole event. And then you had the Chick Fil A. <laughs> uh, what what did Thai call it? Ty call it God's chicken. <laughs> That's chicken which was awesome um then the, then you had the kids come together for basketball and the different groups you you saw them merge like they weren't like segregated off to their own corners they actually came together so that dynamic of coming together no matter who you are or what you look like but coming together because we enjoy basketball right. or coming together because i don't know we like ices and we want to we want to eat these ices on the side um It was just, it was just amazing. And then at the end, you have the awesomeness of serving, you know, we all came together as a group, served to clean up, served to get everything back in order so that they can respectfully have their, their service the next day. Mm -hmm. So, and everybody, everybody was helping the young to the old, to the older youth, uh, to the, to the leaders that came together to clean up. And it was just, I just wanted to stay. And my kid, kids my son keeps talking about going back. He's like, Let's go back to that church. Let's go. Back. Because it was so awesome, Joanza. It was amazing. It was really, really amazing. And my my church, I love my church. Um, but my church is uh, primarily Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So my son, we didn't there's a whole story behind why. He doesn't really know Spanish the way he should know Spanish as a Puerto Rican. Uh the way that he should have learned it. He doesn't speak it. He understands some of it, but he's lost sometimes in in our congregation. So when we got to the church, looking to the sign and seeing my son, he's 15, just putting his hands up and worshiping God, mm. that in itself was like, "Oh my goodness, here he is worshiping God and he that has stayed with him like he desires that to just be among among people his age and just in that in that atmosphere of worship." So it was an amazing. You asked me. You asked the wrong person because I'm gonna keep talking about it, Joanna.
1: <laughs> oh, this is great. I think this is the most detail we've gotten into.
0: I'm gonna keep talking about it because it was amazing, and he still talks about it. Mm. He still wants to experience it. So it was one of the. It was one of the best uh, events that I've I've felt uh, foursquare uh, youth has, has had. Really, I do. Just the just the way that everybody came together and you felt the unity. You felt
1: united. Mm. Man, that I love hearing that detailed perspective for a lot of reasons. Like we mean you you and I both are aware of camp experiences and we need to do a podcast yeah. episode about that alone. Oh my because goodness. I want, yes. I want people out there who might have the same experiences as us or even who haven't to hear about that so that we can yeah. all just be united and understanding. There's more experiences than just ours. And maybe there's some people who yes. had the same ones as ours. But aside from that, like we needed to know people who have felt unseen at youth gatherings in the past, there's mm-hmm. still hope for them. There's still yes. hope for people who either are minorities or just haven't had similar experiences at it, in an American church that have been yes. that felt safe, that then got yes. that experience to say, yes, boom. I went somewhere and it was awesome. People my age, different level of energy. I had to even question if this was a church and if this was okay. I love <laughs> to hear that because, I mean, what if if there was, if if we categorize this and like bring it into the the life of Jesus, Jesus was constantly messing with people's circles and bubbles about what was oh, yeah. okay and what wasn't, like why are you Mm -hmm. talking to that woman? Oh snap, why are you healing this person on the Sabbath? Oh man, like why are your disciples doing this? And it was just always people (laughs) like, man, you're not fitting in my box.
0: Definitely. I think
1: we're in good company (laughs) uh, when we're doing that in a way that's relevant to the people we're trying to reach. So that's beautiful. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I definitely think also it's it's like a generational thing Mm. because yes, those hurts are present and we definitely need to speak about it for those who may not have viewed it from that lens, from that perspective, so that they could definitely be sympathetic too, and, and hear other people's experiences. But I think that, uh, you know, God desires us to have this childlike way, mm. right? This childlike way of seeing life where we are quick to forgive. I think it's easier, right? <laughs> way easier for a child to forgive in a way, I'm, I'm doing the quote-unquote, quote forgive and forget. We understand as adults, as it's a, a working process to build confidence. So, but that's the thing. The thing is that kids don't really like go through it and, and to that level. Like I know the hurt is real. Yeah. I'm not saying the hurt is not real, but they're more hopeful. Mm. They're more hopeful than an adult would be a little bit more sheltered as to, well, you did this and I need to like shelter and shield myself because I don't want to experience it again. I think they have that hopefulness of let me let me give it a try. Let me try it again. And and because of that, I think these experiences are still, there is a hope of being able to come together. Even if you did go through that moment in camp where you kind of felt to the side, I think if you continue with that hope, that childlike attitude of let me let me attempt it. Let me let me try it again because God is good and there could be good that comes from this. And when you I don't know. I don't know if it was just the leaders, or whether they came together. The pa- the pastors in that sh- in that congregation are very mindful of being a united, multiculturally sensitive type of environment and church. That it just clicked. And when you're loving, with, this has been an ongoing thing with with the collective. When you're loving well, mm-hmm. and you have that as your primary focus, like what whoever and however they come in we just want to love them well mm. and when you have that mentality along with the hope of those who are coming in it will it will completely click i'm telling you johns that my kids are still in contact with with some of these kids and my kids are Latino and they're in contact with 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 the white kids and they're showing me pictures and they're showing me text messages and they're like oh yeah my friend I forget his I forget his name I think it's Eli I think it is my friend Eli just texted me and I'm just playing my Minecraft with Eli and I'm like oh my goodness that's so awesome <laughs> I love it It's <laughs> so awesome
1: oh yeah. uh, see I think man this is we're going in a way different direction than I thought but I love this I feel like we we rob certain people of authentic experience because mm. we don't enter into certain environments with that level of hope and with that oh, yeah. level of neutrality. Like, look, we're just going to clean slate, yeah. come in and serve and put Jesus yeah. in the middle and then just watch what mm-hmm. happens. Oh, so often yeah. We put, you said it so beautifully. We, we put our past experience in the middle mm-hmm. and we put our tradition in the middle. We put mm-hmm. whatever we want in the middle. And sometimes it, we might feel like some of the ambition we have is good. Like, man, I want the kids that I brought to get saved that we don't think about the other people that are coming too. So we were just kind of like, as unseen, listen, we want to just serve. Um, and yeah. we got the awesome opportunity to do that. And that was in the middle. The hopefulness. And we want to just be of service. We swept, we you know vacuumed, we mopped. We literally mm-hmm. were just like, hey, whatever we can do to be of service. And I think just... That's the kind of space that Jesus can, can come into and do his thing and have these yes. genuine connections from people from different walks of life, from completely different ethnicities and have it be genuine because the center was Jesus. And he does the, the, the beautiful work of connection that we sometimes yeah. struggle to do. It's like, yeah, oh, just clean, yes. make the slate empty, clean house, put him in the middle and he'll do the rest. Oh I goodness. love that.
0: So important. So, so important. I just, I just think that's key. And I heard um Tim Keller, uh, and I, yes, I I know he's he's passed away, but I'm listening to a few, a few of his sermons. But, uh, he was talking about how conflict is real. Conflict is is real and present, and we will deal with conflict on a daily basis, right? Yeah. But as from a Christian perspective, and once again, I just put in that childlike aspect of forgiveness. Mm. He says, if you enter into conflict, with the first step being forgiveness. Mm. Like, no matter what, before I speak to this person or before I have an encounter with this person, before I meet this person, I am choosing to forgive. I am choosing to forgive whatever they did or whatever happened. I'm choosing right now to forgive so that whatever happens from here on end is is beneficial. It's going to be productive. It's going to be Christ-like. It's going to be Christ-like. It's going to be focused on hope and love and kindness and compassion. All those fruit of the spirit. So you start, you started off with forgiveness. So um, it's as difficult as it is, (laughs) it sounds easy to say, Mm -hmm. right? But from a personal aspect of, but I just got hurt. I just got hurt and I just went through this. And as a person, I want to shield myself, but we treat others as we want to be treated and potentially how God treats us. Yeah. And God's continuously in a forgiving, a forgi- forgiving state with us, where we come into His presence and we, we're forgiven. Mm-hmm. He died on the cross for those who were yet sinners. Yeah. Even though they were yet sinners, He's dying on the cross for us. He's forgiving us, with the anticipation of what your heart is about to do. So it's just, it's, yeah, it's just that this, this this dynamic of. <sighs> this, is, this, is, this is a spiritual discipline <laughs> is what he calls nice. it he says that there there are certain fruits of the spirit you have the love kindness patience right this that's done in community but then you have the the, the faithfulness and the and the, the perseverance let me let me let me get them here real quick Uh love joy peace for forbearance goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The other ones, so the forbearance, the gentleness, the self-control, are faithfulness, the spiritual disciplines that over time, it's like a muscle that you work, mm. you know? Yeah. You work that muscle and you work that muscle and you. It, it may not come as naturally as a child child would do it. But as adults, we have to do it because it's, it's, it's about loving well. Sheesh oh, oh
1: sheesh yeah leave it to uh <laughs> tim keller it's uh completely rock my world right now and man, we miss him on earth but we know he's ringing i awesome. know oh um, my
0: god tim goodness. keller shaped
1: a, early in my faith shaped a lot of my thinking so uh really yeah tim keller's a hero of mine for sure so i'm excited to meet him awesome. in heaven
0: awesome i i just came across across him i mm. uh, i was i was doing some well my story within the collective has been a, a a story of growth, a story of finding who I am in Christ and, and seeing myself through his eyes. 100%. But but there was a, a point in time where I had to ask just a lot of questions where my faith was shaken as a result of certain things that I was undergoing. And I had so many questions, Joanza, And which is funny because at the time I was also taking doing my bachelor's degree Um, that was during COVID. So we were online at home and I I decided to take this um, theology class at this campus. And I thought it was going to be awesome because I'm like, here I am a Christian. I'm taking a theology class. It's going to help my spiritual life. It was completely the opposite. I did not know the type of spiritual warfare that I was about to head into because he went into just trying to debunk the the New Testament and the whole Jesus. And so I had to like buckle down. I was already shaking, shaking in my faith, going through certain things. And now the enemy is like really hammering me down. Like, who are you? (laughs) Like, is your faith even real? Do you believe the right thing? So I I had to do a lot of soul searching. Mm. And during that time, a lot of, uh, I didn't have many people to turn to. I didn't have many at all to turn to. Um, So I had to start, looking on my own and I had to be conscious of the fact that I, there's a lot of people giving information and they're not all to my benefit. You know, there's a lot of people trying to be, um, these influencers, these, uh, these people that want to, uh, contribute to your spiritual, I don't know, awakening or, or, or building, but you can't hear them all because they're not all leading you to the correct way. Mm. So I really had to put myself in the hands of the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, you need to really help me navigate this area because I need answers, and you know that my heart is really into knowing you. I want to know you, and I want to grow, grow closer to you, and I will, I want to grow closer to the truth. And in saying that, I was, I came across uh, many of the of the wrong things that in the spirit I felt I can't. I can't listen to this. This is not, this is not truth. This is not truth. And I feel it. And I feel it because I feel it in my spirit. So I will compare everything to, to the Bible. And, but during that process, I came a lot of amazing people. I came across Rich V. Yoda's mm. uh, Tim Keller uh, was another one um, just amazing people that were able to, and then that was around the time that the collective also came into my life yeah. and the doors open for that. So with the Holy Spirit, I was able to navigate. and But I, I just I just heard about him recently. Tim Keller, and, then, and then all of a sudden, he's dying on me. I'm like, oh, my God, wow, he
1: passed away. The time to come into that journey of like reading his stuff. Wow.
0: Yes. So I'm looking for all his old stuff, all his podcasts, reading a lot of his stuff. And it's kind of this difficult dynamic of he's, he's not here anymore. Yeah. And I have to like, but it, yeah, oh, my goodness. So influential. So Has ministered incredibly his ministry has ministered to me incredibly because he did the whole dynamic of that multicultural uh thing in new york Mm -hmm. with his ministries and the way that he was so involved in within the community and helping the poor and the needy and just the way that his oh my goodness his ministry just flourishes it rocks my world it's amazing
1: in new york which Mm -hmm. is not Mm -hmm. fertile soil (laughs) for the gospel Um, yeah, hey, Yeah, he's he's definitely a uh, giant in the faith. Um, yes. Reason for God, like I'm not sure if that's one of the books you got your hands on, but that one literally shaped a lot of my thinking because I'm naturally uh-huh. like a, I'm a naturally I'm naturally a doubter um, okay. and, a, and a and a curious mind, and I'm like, man, well, how do we know for sure that God, all this stuff <laughs> happened? And like, how do we definitely. know God exists as a Christian? This is true. Yeah in um, that book, along with Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And for me, both of them are like just fast, like um, giants in the thinking realm of the faith. Awesome. Um, the, like awesome. both of those books really helped ground me when it comes to those things. So I love that. And for anyone, anyone, anyone listening, um, you would do yourself a service if you have never read a Timothy Keller book to do so. Oh, my goodness. Um, and getting into yeah. your like story, because I love this is like a beautiful segue into your, your, uh, your sermon. Um you y- y- worship for you like was mm-hmm. has been that journey of like God reminding you of who you are and like stepping mm-hmm. into that beautiful identity and uh, not not letting any part of yourself stay at home, uh, but bringing mm-hmm. all of you to the stage when you sing. Mm-hmm. And um, the time that you've spoken at our unseen gatherings, I've definitely seen that. and when you when you sing and spoke, um, I'm curious mm-hmm. for you, Um, How was that going into the sermon? And uh, what did you, what did the Lord speak through you for anyone who was not there listening to this? Who was just like, huh, in this journey, Idalma, as God has been like taking you on this, yes, this is who you are and never forget, uh, this is who I've called you to be, my daughter. Like, how, (laughs) how, um, what was that like in the journey and speaking? And what was the contents of what you spoke on?
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it has been oh my goodness I was so a little bit of my background is I was very very shy and I'm trying not to say I am shy because I don't want to um, put on myself any labels mm-hmm. that were on purpose put by the enemy just to distract me mm-hmm. because I was I was very shy and the reason why I was shy was because I was I was bullied uh, mm-hmm. a lot when I was younger so my elementary school, middle school, even some, some high school, I was, I was bullied extremely. I was, I was just coming in from Puerto Rico. Um, I was trying to get rid of my accent because, because of my accent Mm -hmm. they put me in ESL classes. Um, I came from a very traditional, very, um, uh, legalistic Pentecostal kind of movement back in back when I was young so I wore the skirts in the middle of winter <laughs> in the middle of the cold mm-hmm. so I was I was an easy target to be bullied. Yeah. I was an easy target and then just the enemy knows I think the enemy knows they know he knows when God's chosen and and what and the potential that they have yeah. You know, I, I think I think he does wage war against those whom God has called. And in high school, I remember vividly, uh, I, I was in the band, the marching band. I was just marching to my to my clarinet with my clarinet to my position.
1: Yeah.
0: And some guy out of nowhere just comes up to me and says, "No one's ever going to love you. No one's ever going." Out of nowhere, I don't where, and I don't even know the kid never seen him in my life. I could, I could remember his, his face just coming straight up to mine. And with this rage, rage of anger and red, he was so red in the face with so much anger. He said, no, one's ever going to love you. No, one's going to love you. No one's ever going to listen to what you have to say. So it it, be, it began a, a position within myself of shying in and being an introvert and not trying to speak much because I just didn't feel like what I had to say was important enough. Mm. Um, throw into the fact that I knew how to sing. I was learning my, my love for the music, but my dad at that point in time was using the gift to show me off my dad in the beginning of a, of my childhood wasn't too much of a stable dad. Yeah. He was more of a alcoholic and, and trying to get his life together at that, at that point in time. So when visitors would come over, he would use my talent to show it off as to this is kind of the good side of me. You know what I mean? Listen, listen to her and look at what I have. She's my daughter. Mm. So yeah. I used to say, I don't want to sing. <laughs> I'm just going to be shown off. Like if I was this, this prize, so I don't want to sing. So what, what is there for me? Um, I went to a concert later on in life when I was older. And I went to a concert where I saw a a woman ministering. Mm. And when she ministered, Joanza, it was like she brought heaven down. Mm. Like she she ministered with with authority. It wasn't her tone. It wasn't the riffs and runs. It wasn't her technique. It was the authority behind of what. Of how she was portraying what she was, even to this day, I get goosebumps because it's like, whenever somebody asks me, "How do I how do I sing like this? Like, how do you do that?" You sing with authority. You sing from a place that is not inter- it's not entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not this performance, but it's a spiritual warfare. It's like you're tapping into the spirit realm, and you're in there with purpose and intention. And you're going to do it because you're going to do it for Christ. And you're going to do it because you're going to do it out, out of love, because there's a life there that will be moved. And, you know, I, I remember the story of David where Saul will bring him in because he will be disturbed and, and, and going through these emotions. And he will call for David. David needs to play the harp. And when David will play the harp, uh, this peace and calmness will come about from his from his ministry, from his playing. And I believe that came from a from an area of humbleness within David. That area of, oh my goodness, Johnza, because I can't stand listening to a playback. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand my husband hates it. I cannot, I cannot sit here and watch playbacks. I can't watch live videos. I can't because I, I will criticize myself to death. Mm-hmm. And in the in the in the natural I'm like, what in the world that they are they liking? Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't see it, and I don't hear it, and I want to critique it, and I want to be like, I don't know these these awesome artists that do all these fancy things, and they sound amazing and beautiful, and I don't hear it. I don't hear it with my ears. So it's not that I think, I don't think that I really do it from a place of obedience. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have come to me and said my goodness, when you grab that mic, the atmosphere changes. Mm. When you grab that mic, I have felt such a breakthrough. And every single time, it never, it never fails. If I'm invited to any church, a person will come and say that. And I, it would be so bad of me to know that God has given a gift of being able to, to tap into that spiritual realm where the enemy is, doesn't want me to tap into because he doesn't want that life touch. And me sit down and say, I'm not going to do it because I don't sound like so-and-so. I'm not going to do it because I don't I can't riff or I can't do the run or I can't sound as pretty as I want to sound. Uh, there's there's a battle field that he has designated for me to stand at. And as as difficult it is for me personally (laughs) to stand there, I I I do it out of obedience. So I'll stand there, and my message had to do with, um, I am my brother's keeper. So if I care and love my brother, if I care and love my brother to the point of not putting myself before him, not putting my own needs or or like. I, I'm not doing it because I don't, I don't sound right. Right. My own pride, that's pride. Uh, my own pride before the love that I feel for my brother, my brother needs something right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ministering on, on two Sundays ago or, or I don't know if it was this Sunday. And I felt in the spirit to say, and you, and you, youth who are listening, you know, that in the spirit, God is touching you and, and, and you sometimes depending on the, we talked about hope but there are youth that really feel deeply and have created walls and and they kind of shelter themselves in some of them and i said you know that at night when you cry god sees you you Mm. know that when you feel that you're alone god sees you oh my goodness ronza one two three you started crying Mm. just started crying just started just broke down and 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 we're sensible to the spirit we're sensible to the fact that god was present (sighs) You know, and the enemy, the enemy doesn't want that. The enemy just wants that youth to come in like that and leave like that mm. because that's his intent. His intent is for us to lose connection with God. Mm. So I I have been through certain uh, battles, spiritual battles where I have to realize and I've, and I've said, you, you want to come at me? I'm talking to the enemy you want to come at me with all you got, then I'm going to be obedient and come at you. I'm going to come at you and throw everything I have. So if I have a chance to grab a mic and and love others and 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 be useful in the hands of God so that God could penetrate whatever hurt, whatever spiritual need that that person has, I will grab the mic and do it just just out of obedience, just Holy Spirit to control, not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, God, by your spirit, you do what you need to do. I'll, I'll be present and sing what what you need me to sing in the way that you want me to sing it. So that's. Which is weird because I was just talking about that I, right. <laughs> I'm shy. So yeah, it, it it it's it's this craziness. And then I'll get down <laughs> and be shaking. And then in the corner I'll say I'll tell my husband, Oh my goodness, what just
1: happened? <laughs> uh we're just before this sermon, before we started this podcast, Juan was like, Oh yeah, she got that look on her face. She's about to she's about to go in.
0: Oh my goodness, no. He's amazing. I love my husband. He he he's really a godsend. He he has helped me in so many ways just to see myself through the lens of, of Christ and, and him helping me to, to see that. He's, mm. he's amazing. He's amazing.
1: I love so many different pieces of what you just said, Idalma, because it what I'm hearing you say essentially is that. Uh, like as you've had this journey where you didn't see yourself accurately the way God saw, you the enemy saw you in some shades of the way God saw you. so he tried to suppress the potential that he saw mm-hmm. But in you becoming unlocked, what happened is you not only became um, a thermostat to like you like people would tell you shift atmospheres, you mm-hmm. also became a thermometer so you're able mm-hmm. to be sensitive enough to say no there's something that we need to touch on here though it might feel like whatever like it's real like hot up in here i need to also meet people who are feeling internally mm-hmm. cold i need to mm-hmm. meet them where they are and acknowledge what's going on so they know mm-hmm. that they're seen and our god is 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 there and is present in the midst of their sorrow and i love that because i want anyone who's a listener to know that like yo even Amongst the unseen leadership, like we have so, so, so much things that we're working on. And it's not only like just to say, man, what was us? But it's to be an encouragement to say, you don't need to arrive at this random uh, finish line in your head before God starts using you. There doesn't have to be this threshold that you pass where it's like, "Okay, once this thing happens, once I hit this age or get this degree or learn this this amount of things about the bible that's when i'm useful not at all right
0: on the on the contrary the bible says in your weakness Mm. right this is this whole kingdom upside down mentality that jesus brings into the into the room he's like in your weakness i am strong my spirit is made strong in your weakness so many times this the worldly mentality is First of all, they say fake it till you make it. I don't believe that you should fake it in Christ. Right. Like you be authentic, <laughs> be authentically weak. It's okay, <laughs> be yourself. Because there are other people. I, I have, I've gone through things where, oh my goodness, the battle was so strong, and I just I stood up there and I said it just like that. the The battle is crazy right now. Um, my daughter recently, my my well, my eldest daughter, oh, recently moved moved out um in her own way out of out of her own thoughts and rebellion and that hit me hard and i that would find myself up on that altar saying i i am broken i am tired i know that you might be broken and you might be tired let's worship god together mm. let's worship god from our reality let's worship god from our truth you know and we are not perfect people and i t- i make sure i say that all the time i mean people all the time will, will come up and they will say, Oh, you're this perfect person. on mm-hmm. this life, the life is going amazing. Mm-hmm. And did these false, re- f- false perceptions. I, I even stopped posting. Sometimes I get so angry posting on Instagram because it is just this, this reel of positivity and you don't, you're not going to put uh, the messed up parts, right? Ain't nobody going to put, I just had a fight with my husband or my daughter did this. And so you don't want to put that on the reel. So, And we live life like that sometimes as leaders and we can't then have a connection with a person that might say, I don't have anything in common with you, girl. I have your life is amazing. You have five kids and they're all sitting there and it's perfectly fine. No, it's not. It's so not. So from that place, can we be obedient? Can we still say God is good? Hmm. From that place where things are not that great. (laughs) can you still acknowledge God's goodness can you still acknowledge his faithfulness from that brokenness yeah. from that place of hurt can you still worship him in the middle of that and that's when he goes crazy it, the story of job is amazing it says yeah. in the, it, it's in those moments where uh i had heard of you before right mm. we hear of you and we preach it we preach it so nicely god is good god is awesome god is this god is that but it's when we go through the trial that those things are tested, yeah. right? So you go to the point where you come out of that and you're like, I have heard of you, but now my my eyes have seen you. God, my eyes know for real, for real what this is about. Mm-hmm. And I choose to say, yes, Lord, I will serve. Yes, God, use me. Yes, God, help me. Okay. Help me and and help help me help those who you want to reach where you'll be ruling and obedient. And we, we need that so much, so much. The enemy just wants to uh, hide you and and cover your mouth with it. I just see a hand covering covering the mouth of someone, just covering your mouth from speaking. And, and don't allow that. Right. Don't allow that during this time, during this time where you're going through struggle and pain and hurt. This is the opportunity that you have to just shout it from the rooftops shout it from the rooftops that you will remain steadfast remain steadfast remain faithful and serve God through your gifting you'll you you'll be amazed as to how many people you'll touch in those moments
1: mm. you know, there's so many <laughs> so many nothing that you just said <laughs> that we could really unpack and sit on for a minute um I love I love 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 what you said like that there's something about suffering that helps us see god in a way that nothing else in life can through the life of Job, we see that the clearest and mm-hmm. it wasn't like in this dude like we're not talking about just some random dude whose life is going great he was known as the most righteous dude like and even in like his conversations with his friends you hear about some of the things he did and you're like this guy must be exaggerating but it's like no he he was the most righteous dude to the point where like God showed him to Satan like, bro, this dude is killing it. And even mm-hmm. that dude didn't have the right perspective about God until he suffered. That's mm. like I love the way you said that. Um dang, yo. Uh <laughs> we can unpack that for a good second because now the list I really hope people are catching that reality that um we are we are at our most transparent um, not when we were just giving our most tweetable moments and posting mm-hmm. our cutest videos. And, uh, like, we have, like, the, the 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 family goals pictures or even, like, our own personal goals. And we just looking mm. so cute. We're just looking mm. so cute. But it doesn't always <laughs> reflect the reality of some of the turmoil happening in our lives. Um, and yeah. Like you said, it's not always maybe either appropriate or... Yeah. Um, Necessary to post the deepest, darkest moments, but um, when we do real life with people, like you said, when people go up to you and they're like, "Oh man, five kids all worshiping the Lord," because you guys really are like a worship team, <laughs> <And all laughs> they are just like killing it, the Gonzalez worship team. I love y'all, but it's like, no, you need to let me, let me, let me bring you a little closer into my life so you exactly. can really see. Yes, there's blessings here, but this was. The blessings are not just without some suffering too like there's a lot of things yes. that if you come closer you can see some of the suffering and this is where this is the beautiful part that I love you said this is where now i can relate to you because if i'm just this leader of the gonzalez worship team right lead singer of Gonz- like you seem untouchable and you seem so relatable mm. and it's not until they mm. say oh wow no you're doing that. God's using you in all these ways. And on top of that, you suffer like me. Mm-hmm. So what can God do through me if I don't get hung exactly. up on my own pain? Beautiful.
0: Exactly. And that's a generational thing. Like you're, you're so many people, not only the the leaders are watching, the, the people from the congregation are watching and hearing, the kids are watching. I, I make it a point to Get down. Sometimes we're on top of platforms with lights on. I like to just get down, get down from the platform and be amongst them. Be amongst them. I'm 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 the same. I'm I'm up to par with you. I am no better. Um and and the child could sing it and you could get ministered to. You know, it's just let's worship God together and and come together in unity. And it's just I I (sighs) yeah. I've have I've learned to just be humble. Oh, <laughs> we gotta be humble and and let ourselves be be used. When we one one of the big things that that hit me through COVID, I, I think it hit everybody. Right, life life is short. Yeah, life is short. Tomorrow's not promised, and you will meet your maker. Um, and I wasn't called up there to be I don't know cece whinin's, or I'm not <laughs> called up there to. be one of these I, 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 I wasn't so I am Iralma and mm-hmm. he'll call me to account for what Iralma was supposed to do and if Iralma was supposed to sing on Sunday at that little church with the 60 members um, wherever you are whatever city you are that's what he called you to do and he'll hold you to account for that mm-hmm. why because there's a child looking that you're impacting mm-hmm. there's an adult looking that you're impacting and it's a domino effect Joanza um, the enemy doesn't just want to hush you up just for your sake. It's not an, it's not an individual thing. It's a kingdom thing. Mm. It's a domino effect. You know, He wants to shut you up because the person that's about to hear you is about to get a refreshing, is about to get an encouraging. Good. And then that person's encouraging will touch another. And then that person's encouraging will touch another and change your family and change an atmosphere or change your workplace. Mm. Um, it's a domino effect. And of course, he wants... Uh, Whoever is listening or Joanza or Meets, just shut our mouth and not move within our gifting. Mm-hmm. And I'm not only speaking about microphones, people. Some, there, was a, there was a time where I wanted to put the microphone down because I, in my prideful way, like we, I was listening to Tim Keller say that we always try to work from a function of... Um, um, sanctification of our own selves mm-hmm. right we, we try to sanctify ourselves and make it a works thing we, we try to say oh god but i i'm not a really a mic person i want to i, I want to work in the streets and i work here i want to i, I want people to understand i don't want to lie back and, and god knows my heart god will see your heart and your intentions but it's not, not only talking about microphones i'm talking about uh be present in such a day and age where people are like buried in their phones. I tell my kids all the time, when you're walking on the sidewalk, look up, Mm -hmm. smile at people. Uh, When you're in the grocery store, look up, say hi. Say hi to the cashier attendant. Say hi to the person that's giving you meat. Uh, Be present, be in the moment. Uh, And I think I spoke a little bit about that at the conference where it's not this individualistic, uh, self-absorbed mentality of it's all about me and how I'm feeling and how I'm doing and it's just this, this self-centeredness, you know? Can you be present for he who, who, who God wants you to be present for? Mm-hmm. Who in that store, who in that school, who in that environment needs your kindness, mm-hmm. needs your love, needs you to show that light of Christ? And I think those are the most important atmospheres, right? Um, um, I don't remember where I, where I heard it at. Um uh, I think it was, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if her name is, uh, I know it's Pris- Priscilla Evans is one. I forget her sister's name, but I follow her sister. Yeah. And she said, work, work in within that concept of the also principle, the also. Because whatever we do, we do as if unto God. Whatever you do, whatever we do. I was listening to a video today that said, if I'm fixing my my bed or doing chores around the house, I don't necessarily need to like it. But I'm going to do it from a willing place as 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 if unto God. Yeah. As if unto God. So what wherever I'm wherever I'm going, can I be present as if unto God? When I speak to someone, can I be present to them as if unto God? As if I was speaking to God's creation. Because they are the Imago Dei, the yeah. image of Christ. Yeah. Right? We we oh my goodness, Johanza, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> this Western culture mentality of it's all about me and I need to get ahead and I need to figure out how to get ahead of my own, of my own efforts and my own strengths. It's completely opposite to what we were taught by Jesus and his, and his, I, I continue to say upside down kingdom mm-hmm. because it really is. He says the the last will be first. The first will be last. Mm-hmm. He talks about justice. He talks about the poor. He talks about, uh, blessed are those who mourn but what are you talking about you know he talks about the poor being higher than the rich Mm. and it's like this this upside down way of thinking about life that's not how we that's not how we think about life in the western culture it's more about i need to have a name i need to be somebody and 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 that makes you so self-absorbed that you're not present for others and we're losing a connection we're losing connection with our, with other generations we're losing the opportunities of discipling and being where are the 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 women that are that are nurturing or discipling the younger okay. the younger women. I, I already raised my kids i'm in the process of, of raising mine my, my youngest are 13 and 15 mm-hmm. but now with all that wisdom what what has been given unto you right by grace you give unto others so what you went through be present for those who are going through it. Ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your God. Ask him how how do you want me to speak to this person right now? How do you want And that was a testimony that I gave as well in the in the conference. I said I was I was during a service, I went up to a woman, she had just given birth. It was a second her second child. Mm. And I went up to her and I said, "How are you doing?" And she my goodness, joins up, bright smile on her yeah. face. You couldn't tell at all. She said, Oh, I'm so good. God is so good. She gave me the traditional <laughs> the traditional religious God is so good. Mm-hmm. Things are great. God is so good. I'm in victory. <laughs> Which is not bad to say. It's good to say. It's good to say. Mm-hmm. But can you can you through the Holy Spirit sense what in the spirit is happening within that person? Mm-hmm. And right there, it clicked. It, 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 I I I felt in the spirit. Pause. Don't walk away and ask her again. Really, John said, just like that, just like that. I have never heard the audible voice of God, but i i felt these quickening moments where, if I just pay attention, and I and I don't I don't say to myself, um, "This is just me. This is just me." Or am I going crazy? Or like like deny what's happening? Right. Let's have this this moment of taking myself out of the picture and saying, let me do what I, what I just, what I just felt. And I felt paused. So I paused and I looked at her directly in the eyes, make connection, make an eye connection with this person and ask her again, Mm. no. And I said, no, really? Mm -hmm. How are you doing? I just had to do it like that, how the Holy spirit indicated. And she started tearing up and crying. Mm. Eyes welled up out of nowhere. It was complete, complete utter five-second change from perfectly fine yeah. glowing to broken, you just saw me. Dang. You just saw me. It's like the woman at the well where, wow, Jesus, you're telling me what was in me. Like, you just saw me. And I think as Christians, we need to do that because, Jordan, the things are getting crazier. Mm-hmm the divisiveness within the church is getting worse um like my husband said that the the number of, of christians uh is, in, is decreasing at a rapid pace right. and are we being present or are we just following along with the culture and being just this individualistic mindset of it's all about me are we being our brother's keeper our brother's keeper continues continues to just pound out in my head are you being your brother's keeper mm. The, your brother who is the image of Christ, mm-hmm. are you seeing them? Yes, I know you're hurting. Yes, I know you're going through things yourself. But can you put yourself to the side and be that which God is calling you to be and God is calling you to be present. He's call, He wants to use you, John, and He wants to use you as his vessel for his glory. That's, that's why we're here on this earth, to be used by him. Mm-hmm. We're not here to gain recognition. We're not here to, we're here to serve. As Jesus served, be like me, Jesus says. Yeah. Be like me. I came as as, as the, Lord, the Lord of heavens, sitting on the throne. I humbled myself down to serve. Can, can you serve? Can you forget about yourself for a second? Yeah. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. Whatever you're going through, I'll handle it. And serve, and serve the least of these. Can you serve the least yeah. of these? And, I, and that's that's been pounding on me so hard. I was telling my husband on the weekend the whole once again, I keep I keep going back to Tim He said mm. he said um he said um what what is true beauty? What's true beauty? So when he asked that question, true beauty for me is nature. I love nature. Mm. I love sunsets, I love the beach. Who can't who how can you how can you deny right. a beautiful sunset, right? <laughs> it's just amazing. He said, actually, in God's perspective, human beings are true beauty mm. because human beings are the image of of christ mm. they're the image of god so they mm. they're the image so that's true beauty above uh, above nature is human beings and sometimes i i said whoa god you're revealing my heart mm-hmm. so as i'm speaking here it's not because i'm speaking from a place of uh pointing the finger at you uh my pastor always says that when you when you point the finger uh you have three pointing back at you right. <laughs> so there's definitely a some soul searching and heart searching there. Search my heart, oh Lord, like David said. And oh my goodness, I was completely like, like taken aback because I've had, after everything that I've been through, like I just said, <laughs> after everything I've been through, I've wanted to just shelter myself again and just close off certain walls and just walk with my head down. But he's he's asking me, Iranma, can you look at people how I see people. Can you see my image in them? And can you love them? Can you take a moment to love them? Can you take a moment to see me in them and talk to me as you, you were talking to me? So that's something that God's been working in my life. So that's that's the reason why I, I brought the teaching that day. You
1: know, I messed up, um be yeah, honest <laughs> I messed up, not only because a lot of what you're saying is like so, so rich, because a lot of it speaks to me and where I am. So I, I really hope that the people that listen to this will be able to take in what you're saying, take notes on what you're saying, re-listen to this, because there's, there are so many, we can go for like hours longer because of all the different pockets of what you're saying. If we really unpacked it, there's so much more we could talk about. Yeah. Ah, but thank you for your availability, for your vulnerability, sharing your story um, as a gift to us, and uh, thank you for your for for even saying yes in the midst of the enemy's uh, distractions, the many times he tried to see your potential and stifle it, um, and the many many people that have been a blessing um from your sense from your from the bit your ability to be a thermostat and thermometer um i just we're, we're better we're unseen is better because you're with us so oh, i'm i'm i just had to, i know i have to i just have to acknowledge that and say that thank you so much ah. for obedience and having me in that
0: in this group it's, it's, it's been life-changing 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 god has <clears> used. <you throat> Every single one of the of the members here, to ministers in such a profound way to my life, and and just that hope of God. God is God is God is listening, and God sees you, and God God is present. He has not left you. He has not abandoned you. And just taking reflecting on those who God has opened, even this podcast right now. If you're listening to it, it's not by coincidence. Mm-hmm. God God has seen you. God has heard your heart. He has heard your, your need, and through it, he's ministering to you. So if you could take a moment to just acknowledge the fact that in, in, in any little thing, in any little detail, he's trying to get your attention. He's trying to let you know he is present, he hasn't left, and he loves you. So I I thank you, Joanza, so much and the Collective for this opportunity.
1: I was going to call this episode, Idama went off. <laughs> That's it. Idama went off. <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: not at all grab a, not all the
1: glory of your god <laughs> grab grab a seat belt get some water maybe some tissues
0: No. And get ready to no get life rock.
1: Uh, thank you <laughs> we appreciate you thank you john uh we thank uh you. for anyone listening please please if you have any other follow-up things we want to connect with us connect to the alma please reach out um i know there's uh, ig there's email there's different ways to plug in with us and um, we also have an unseen call coming up in September. So please look at our IG and um, come through to one of our meetings. We would love to do this live in person yes. with you. Well, yes, then,
0: come through. Yes, yes. Definitely show
1: up. How are we going y'all? Talk soon.
0: Thank you so much. Goodbye.